right, so one thing I have not explained so far. You start with these three fate points, right? So you might be asking, how do you get fate points back? Um, a big thing that you can do is be <laughs> be compelled by me. I'm a very compelling GM. Uh, so what compelling is? Let's say let's say Talia. Talia is an arsonist, right? So uh, we are going down the street, and there is a wooden shack that has a bunch of Molotov cocktails <laughs> conveniently placed next to it. Um, but you're you're on an important mission, Talia. So you don't want to waste your time with. Uh, creating a fire as much as you normally would like to, but I am going to compel you to go throw those Molotov cocktails on that that uh, wooden shack. And uh, basically what happens is in the narrative, I'll just tell you I think you should do this. I'm going to compel you to do this. And then you have the option to either accept um, at which point you gain an extra fate point so you can go you can go above three, you can go four, five, six, whatever. You gain a fate point, but then you have to do the thing that I said that I think you should do. You have to actually carry it out to the best of your ability. <laughs> so that's what a compel is. But you could also refuse, at which point you burn a or you spend a fate point to kind of keep your character in the direction that you wanted them to go. And this is part of the reason why I take such a careful note of all your troubles is that is going to be one thing that I really uh, will be using compel on a lot because I feel like trouble is kind of more like your compulsive behavior. The other thing is anyone can compel. It's not just up to me. So, um, and it also doesn't have to be just trouble either. So any of the high concept or the, uh, aspects or the double-edged sword, uh, type of things, anyone can say, can compel that way. So like, if you guys want to kind of, kind of screw with each other, you can do it that way as well. At which point you would have to spend one of your own fate points and give it to them. Ah. But also, if they refuse and they spend the fate point, that goes to me. So you're not. So then we would both lose fate points. Well, you don't. If if they refuse, you don't spend the fate point. Okay. But if you, I accept, do have one. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. So, like, my weakness is being an arsonist. But if I wanted set something on fire like maybe it's helpful maybe you just haven't compelled me to do it that does i can just do that that doesn't have to involve fate points yeah yeah you can just do it okay okay it would be more of like okay i got it but if you wanted to like set something on fire in a very grandiose or spectacular way you could uh invoke your aspect of arsonist and give yourself a plus two at which point you would burn a fate point or spend a fate point. Okay, I got it. That makes sense. So that's how you can use your aspects as well. So adding a plus two would be burning fate points. Is it the same for yes. stunts? No, because the stunts are under very specific circumstances. So it's just like a bonus. It's like a thing that you're naturally good at and can automatically succeed. Almost automatic. Okay. All right. I think that's one thing. That, yeah, that was important to mention because compelling is a lot of fun. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so to get into it, first, let's talk about Overton City. Overton City is a island um, city that sits off the Atlantic coast. There's only one bridge that goes in and out or across the island to the mainland. And there's only one tunnel that goes in and out from the mainland as well. And this main bridge turns into the highway and kind of 
uh, goes through the whole island. Um, there are several zones of Overton City. There's the suburbs. There's a Surfside destination. There's a downtown core, Bay Area, industrial area. But then there's this odd area that's also that's just known as Decay Zone or the Decay. Um, when you are driving on the main highway, you notice that this area is pretty much fenced off. Or there's a lot of chain link fences and wooden structures that kind of just block people off. Um, there are streets that go south into this area, but all of those are blocked off as well by concrete blocks and there's guards usually at these sort of little choke points. <clears throat> there are factions to Overton City. Um, some of them are formal and some of them are informal. Um, basically, the place is very run down and, and crime is reaching its all-time high. So the city government is headed by this guy named Michael Valentine. Um, he and along with the chief of police named uh, Chief Balzera uh, use these special police called the special enforcers. So kind of picture like riot cop SWAT team guy, very like heavily armored, heavily armed police officers. Those are the special enforcers. And they use these guys pretty violently and pretty often. And uh, they, but they haven't been successful in, in stopping all the crime in the city. And that's where we get to all the different organized crime. So the main organized crime uh, family is known as the Martin family. And this is the family that you are currently a soldier in. You've been working for this Martin family for about a year. But nothing major has really happened. But now that it's been about a year, you think that it might be time to start to... Uh, you, you, you deserve a promotion at this point. You've, you've done a lot. And uh, as for the people in the party, you know of them, but you haven't met them yet. Um, some other things to know about the city. There are other factions. There is the mega corporation known as Neon Corp. They control all the shipping in and out of the ports, and that's mainly how Overton makes its money. So they tend to have a monopoly over that. Um, so keep Neon Corp uh, in mind. They're, they're going to come up eventually. Um, there is a rival crew called the Gonzalez crew that um, hopes to overtake the Martin family at one point. There are also various other gangs that have names that maybe you know, maybe you don't know. They tend to just run wild through the streets, essentially. <laughs> In addition to the uh, special enforcers, on the crime-fighting front, there is also a gang called the Skull Crew. They tend to fight corruption on all fronts. So they fight against the city government, <laughs> against Neon Corp, and against the, the uh, criminal families. So they have no friends, really, except for each other. Um, so that is all the kind of background information that your character would know about in, in your year at this, in this city. Um, the other thing is, you know, that the favorite sort of hangout and private spot that the Martin family likes to get together is strangely enough at a vitamin store. It's in the back of this vitamin store. So picture like a, like a GNC or a Walgreens or something like that. Um, everyone in this, in this family at one point goes to the back of this store. So... Um, as I said, it's been about a year. So you get this call. You get a call from, uh, a guy named John Miller. John Miller is the conciliary of the Martin family. 
And he tells you essentially that it's time for an important meeting that you're going to go uh, meet with Mark Martin himself. You've met him before, but under very limited circumstances. You get the impression that this is a important meeting, so you immediately start heading over there. If you have a car or driver or whatever, whatever you would imagine. Um, it's said Mark Martin. Sorry, Martin. I didn't interrupt. It's okay. Yeah, it's Mark Martin. Martin. Mark Martin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I heard Mark Martin. I was like, that's a cool <laughs> name. Maybe it should be Mark Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we will uh, zoom in on this alleyway. The alleyway is, it's getting to be kind of misty, a little bit cold. Uh, it's December of 1993, as we said. Um, you arrive in this dark alley and you know that in order to get in this vitamin store you have to approach this the back door if you've ever worked retail or anything like that they all have these back doors that are kind of hidden along the back of the building all right so you're going to this alley let's uh let's see what quentin does first quentin yeah. how, how do you arrive in this back uh as soon as receiving a call from John Miller, uh, Quentin, you see Quentin with like a bright smile on his face. Uh, he looks, uh, his long hair um, kind of reaching to his like coat. He's wearing like four different layers. He has a shirt and on top of that, he has a sweater. On top of that, he has like a heavy coat. Um, and he's like kind of writing in his journal, taking notes about his day. Uh, and then once he gets to the vitamin store in the back, um, is there like anyone outside? You don't see anyone just yet. Oh, he'll be like, oh, uh, look, looks like I'm the first one here. Uh, and then he like, you see as uh, he puts his book into his a pocket, into his uh, coat. Uh, and he'll go up to the door and he like looks around, pushes against his glasses. Uh, and then he like gives a soft knock. It's like a, it's very light uh, as he like knocks on the door. Uh, and uh, he's kind of looking around, uh, looking shifty, making sure that you know, he's all by himself. So when you knock on this door, the first thing you notice is that there is a small rectangular window that is covered from the inside. And it's about at eye level with you. And you ah. hear metal scratching on metal as if somebody pulls this cover to the left. You see a set of eyes looking at you. And then you see the cover close again and a voice from the other side says come back in five minutes uh, uh, oh uh, sorry uh you know i just had to be early uh, can't keep the bus waiting uh i mean uh the the man waiting you know the, can't be late for work uh and he like will sit on like a trash can outside um just like waiting for people to get there and just kind of twiddling his thumbs um kicking his feet i'm excited to meet mark martin again just as you sit down on this trash can, you see Imogen arrive. Oh boy. Oh, oh, oh. And then he like, you see as he sees someone coming, he like reaches out his notebook. He kind of flips around uh, and gets to a page. Uh, uh, hello? Walking up, glaring, Imogen is like, who are you, a reporter? Oh, uh. Uh, he like puts his book in and puts in. No, uh, hey, Imogen, it's me, Gold. Uh, you you know me, uh, part of the family as well. Oh right. He, like doesn't make eye contact with Imogen. Oh uh, yeah, yes. Right. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, no notes. Thank you. I don't know. Just ignore Gold and walk by and knock on the door. Uh, it, it said they said five more minutes. To you. Oh okay. You hear metal scraping on metal as the little window opens again. Another set of eyes glares through, and he says, I told you five minutes. You told uh, him five minutes. Let me in. Don't keep me waiting. I told you five minutes. And then the window <laughs> shuts again. Uh, and just as you finish saying this, Talia arrives. Yeah, Talia will just kind of 
roll up, um, like not looking very rushed, but a little bit nervous. And we'll just go up to the other two people that I guess she knows of, but doesn't really like know their names, know them very well, and say, "Are we waiting outside for a reason?" Uh, y- yes, uh, Shorty. They said five minutes. Um, about one minute ago. Uh, so about four more minutes now. Okay, thank you, girl. And then she'll go and um, uh, just kind of lean against one of the sides of the buildings. Uh, Shorty, uh, do you have any new inventions? Uh, I know that you usually have like some new cool like things and trinkets and stuff. Actually, yes. I modified a lighter that my, um, my, my mother gave me with butane. And it like, oh. it's like kind of like a mini pocket flamethrower. It's really cool. Oh, that, that's, that's really cool. Maybe that'll and help. And then she'll, to... she'll, she'll take it out of a pocket and kind of like show it and like get it a little too close to Quincy's like gold's face and say, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, it's fine. Like he like pushes his hair back, uh, trying to be like cautious of the flame to not get his hair caught on fire. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, but that, that looks really cool. Maybe it'll help us. And I'm sure it'll press uh, the big boss, man. Good, I hope so. I really want to use it. Um, my dad doesn't let me have my inventions in the house. So I'd have to hide this one, but I really want to and yeah, uh, put nice it and, to work. Yeah, it's nice and small, very portable. Uh, pretty cool. As soon as you Thank say you. the word cool, Jimmy approaches. Evening. Oh, uh, hey, didn't see you there. Uh, kind of snuck up on me. Uh, Jimmy the Hand, right? No? Who told you that? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, I'm Gold. Uh, I must have got you confused with someone else. Uh, and he, like, will be all nervous. He doesn't make eye contact with any one in the, in the, in the party. Um, but, uh, I just, you know, heard things. Hmm. So, uh, As Name's soon as Mike. the silence. Oh, uh, nice to meet you, Mike. Uh, gold again. He'll like take his notebook out, like, and then just write down, cross out Jimmy the Hand and write Mike's name. I was so confused until I remembered his trouble. All right. Um, as soon as he says uh, his name is Mike, Luca approaches. Luca enters, um, and he is out of breath a bit, still sh- but he uh, decides not to join the group necessarily, but kind of like be around it to kind of uh, be able to pick up what's going on, but not be part of it. Because <laughs> he's just trying to get a feel for how everything is in the room. All right. Yeah, Imogen is definitely off to the side, like lighting a cigarette and just watching everyone, but ignoring everyone at the same time. Yeah, that's all good. of all of you hear a sound of oh. bolts unlocking that sort of metal on metal sound. And then the door, the back door opens outward and there is a plume of cigarette smoke that comes out into the alley uh, it's I kind Im- of like heat but also smoke I'd imagine the door swung towards where Quentin was sitting and he kind of is like jostled he gets up very quickly but the trash can like is flung off to the side if that's yeah okay yeah like he yes. almost got hit by the door um, yeah oh, I'll, uh, I'll say that you did okay <laughs> sounds good ah ah oh sorry uh, didn't mean to get in your way uh, and you're like kind of dust himself off, uh, make sure he has his notebook and uh. You see the uh, hello. hello. Yes. Come inside. So uh, but it's see... only been uh, four minutes and thirty seconds. We have thirty more seconds. Yeah. Definitely like Imogen walks by gold, like ashes the cigarette. Oh on his feet and then continues like walking in absolutely first oh uh and then like he'll wait and then go in 
Uh, so the person in the door frame who opened the door, you recognize to be John Miller. Oh, okay. He's a kind of a heavy set dude with a ponytail. He wears a uh, he wears a black button down shirt and black slacks. Says, "All right, come on in." And waves to everybody. I guess Tal Talia will follow Quentin or Gold. Okay. So what you see if you enter um, is a back room of a vitamin store. So there's metal shelving along the walls and there's all kinds of back stock in boxes or stacked along these shelves. Um, but in the middle of it, it looks like there's been space cleared out for this card table. There's bicycle playing cards spread out, poker chips on the on the table, and it looks like they've all been having a poker game. But it, it's, kind of, it's kind of packed up. The first thing that uh, really strikes you, though, is the, the constant cigarette uh, smell. It's just like filling your... You're irritating your eyes and your nose, and um, it's, it's just, 1993. Like, like yeah. we don't, we're not averse to that yet, are we? Not really. Not uh, really. <laughs> uh, gold will like go over uh, to angry hands and say, uh, "Is it is it too too thick of a of smoke for you? I know you have like a bad cough." To Luca? Yeah, ang yeah oh. angry hands. Uh, oh my, yeah, it's a little bit tough sometimes. Oh, uh, well, uh, then he'll like take out like a little pill bottle. Uh, I, I think this might help. I don't know. Uh, and like offer it to angry hands. So I'm supposed to take this medicine that you were giving me as a stranger. Uh, well, uh, no, well, I, I know of you, but you, may, you don't know of me, but it's, it, I think it helps. I don't know. I heard Sounds somewhere. reasonable. I think I'll take it. All right. Popping pills. <laughs> <laughs> so he opens up. A, he puts his cigar to the side for just one second to take something. Yes, he's a heavy smoker with bronchitis. <laughs> but um, he's totally taking pills, too. So, you know, he doesn't make the best life decisions. It's, it's... So you see there's about nine or ten by your head count of just kind of big guys tough guys a lot of them like a lot of them look like they are probably carrying a sidearm tucked away in their uh coats but there are at least three people surrounding one man who all have like just full-on ak-47s and they're just standing there guarding this uh this man in the center. The man in the center has slick uh, backed, or yeah, slick back uh, black hair. That was a mouthful. Um, horn rim glasses, a short beard, and a very fancy, maybe like Gucci, Armani type of suit. Very fit guy as well. He, uh, he is also smoking a cigar. He puts it down when uh, in the in a crystal ashtray when the five of you enter the room, and he looks up and uh, he pats the armed guard to his right and uh, kind of just looks up and investigates the five of you. So sort of basic, basically just on site. He is the clear leader in the room. What what would you guys like to do? Uh, Quinn will like immediately bow his uh, thank you for uh, gracing us with your presence uh, Mark Morton oh I'm glad you could make it uh, you're welcome uncle and he'll like he'll like lift his head <laughs> with like a a big smile on his face uh, even though he's not my uncle he would uh, gold would still call him uncle just to you know make it seem like he's closer to the family than he actually is he nods at you and doesn't bother to correct you 
Uh, you called for us? I did. Would you all come here, please? And we just walk in and take a seat and remain silent. Yeah. Chris. Luca gets there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tolia trying to pretend that she's a lot cooler than she actually is will like take a chair and like turn it backwards and like, straddle it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and be like, Sup boss. <laughs> uh hello. Tell uh, me how you are. First, how have you been? All of you. Have you uh, met right. each other? Uh, briefly outside. Uh, and I, I'm well, just a little cold. We were outside for uh, five minutes or so. And, uh, you know, December and uh, it gets very cold. And uh, right now I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just, you know, uh, enjoying this nice, wonderful, uh, crisp cigarette smell. Uh, you know, big, big, uh, you know, oh, gang yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I enjoy these cigars. Would anyone like one? Uh, yes. Alright, so you see him pull out a, uh... Yes, a darling, that sounds grand. And, like, pushed out, like, the cigarette in an ashtray and grabs for a cigar. And Luca grabs with the hand that already has a cigar, the other cigar. <laughs> just kind of double barrel it. <laughs> You know, the doctors say it's a little difficult, and I should probably stop. <laughs> On reflection, I'm realizing everything I, I think about this character is just Cruella de Vil or Cruella from, like, the recent Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, is all I've got from, like, a mental draw, but probably some other movies. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, so anytime I talk funny or like that, it, that's what I'm drawing on, and I'm not sure I should do it. <laughs> Go, go for it. Go with your gut instinct. Uh, Mark says, Luca, are you... Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I said uh, Jimmy's not going to go for a cigar. He's just going to kind of sit there towards the rear of the table and just watch. All right. I think Tolly is also going to politely refuse and then pull out her pack of clove cigarettes <laughs> and light, light one with a butane lighter. Oh boy! Oh. <laughs> uh, you can like Quinn... kind of burn half of it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinn's never smoked uh, in his life, so like his he barely gets like one breath in, and is immediately like coughing up a storm, <laughs> uh, like dying. Uh, but he's trying to fit in as best as he can. Okay. <laughs> Luca grabs another <laughs> triple barrels. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to take it, I, I will totally take it. No problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can just finish the other one I started. I don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> okay, I heard well. it's, it's, it's impolite to refuse a, a cigar, so I'll take it for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> he now has four. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, Mark, uh, kind of sits there for a second like he's thinking about something. And then he says, Well, I suppose you're wondering why I've gathered you all here. And it's, um, quite a momentous occasion. It's not often that a new crew is formed. And I would like to form one out of the five of you today. Now, I know that you've been working for me each about a year now, and um, I agree with what you're probably thinking, which is that you deserve a promotion, or at least a large score, something of that nature. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, whatever you think uh, is what we deserve. I'm glad to hear that, nephew. Um, See a my, my price would be that you accept one of three jobs that I have in mind. 
possible to do all of these things if you're really ambitious, but I would only really require one. Are you interested? Well, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be here. What's the job, hun? <laughs> Straight to the point. I love you for that, Imogen. Hmm. Mm. The first job, it's a jewelry robbery. Jewelry store robbery, excuse me. See, they haven't been um, paying protection. And they haven't been... They haven't been affected by any of our efforts to, shall we say, persuade them. To pay this question. And, uh, I would like you to teach them a lesson. A lesson they won't soon forget. Um, so, that would obviously be uh, a robbery of this store to be um, orchestrated through your own planning and uh, e execution. Yes, nephew. Uh yeah, uh, yes, Uncle. Um, so, how how are we not able to uh, coerce them? Because uh, you know we're the strong uh, Martin family. Is 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 it? Image is gonna immediately just kick him. Uh, uh. It's not. Look, kid. It's not often you get permission to rob a place around here. So why don't you just oh. take the offer and smile? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then ask what they expect the split to be. You expecting some your way, or are we just making a message to them? And uh, who cares oh. about the details? You always kick up to me. Of course, of course yes. we do, hon. But then you would also split it among yourselves. I'm sure in some equitable fashion, of course, like flippantly, like waving hand off to y'all, but absolutely not looking at any of you. Why don't we listen to all of the deals before we start deciding what we're doing? I agree, Talia. <laughs> That's fair. Well, the second one... You might be shocked that I would even ask you to do this. Try me. I would like for you to assassinate Mayor Valentine. Tomorrow, he's going to be giving a speech. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, he's going to be giving a speech at City Hall. In this speech, from our uh, spies have told us that he will be pushing a tough on crime agenda. We can't have this. We have to send him a message, or send the city government a message, that we won't tolerate any any interference with our business. What, what is it now that he's going after crime hard? Uh just now we well, believe that been... there may be federal interference in the city until now the city has been mainly on its own and our spies say i think there's something going on with the mayor's government uh with, with assassinate uh mayor, mayor valentine is a, is a big 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 deal uh, yes. what, what if we were able to just like convince him not to push that agenda? Uh, you know, uh, do we have to kill him? Is that is that is that, is that something we? We've tried all manner of conventional means. He insists on being an asshole about it. Oh, uh, so we're I... gonna make him pay. Imogen like ashes the cigar and it's like, it's treason then. And uh, I know where my vote is. Let's hear this third job though. Sure. Talia, did you want to say something? Well, I was just wondering... I guess this is something that we can talk about later if we decide to do that job, but it's more of, like, setting, and if there is federal interference, along with the enforcers that are already in the city working for the, um... for the mayor, like, how much of an in-and-out job it would be. That's a good question, but, isn't it? But that's just a logistics me thinking. Sorry to interrupt you. No problem at all. I'm happy to take questions. Because it's a very large favor, I will admit. I don't normally send people on these types of jobs. 
But here we are. And Valentine's not typically uh, unprotected very much. He carries a large muscle, I hear. That's very true. The special enforcers are quite a pain. I mean, but if you get a sniper rifle, you don't need to get anywhere near him. I like her thinking. <laughs> hide in the shadows, take him out from the front, hide, kill him in the middle of his speech, or even before it starts, once he gets on stage, and then we just, they have no idea who it is. Could be anybody in the city. There's multiple gangs and families and things that don't like Mayor Valentine. It wouldn't necessarily be drawn back to us. I don't see it being too big of an issue as long as we can figure out where in City Hall we can set up. Um, uh, sounds, the third, like the third sounds like you've already got the job done. Very I well. Mean, with Quentin's planning and thinking, I'm sure we could do any of these jobs. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, he'll, like, kind of blush a little, look down. Uh, well, this third task... I'm really not sure if I want to even trust you with this. You know what? I don't know. Maybe I should ask a different crew. What, what do you think? Do you really want to do something very difficult? Uh, th there, there's nothing we wouldn't do for you. Uh, the last <laughs> fucking thing was <laughs> killing the mayor. What else do you got up your sleeve? Ah, uh, yes. Well, as you're aware, down past the decay line is the state prison. I'm sure you haven't visited it. Never. One of our people, very highly valuable personal connection to me, named Linda Taylor, is inside that prison right now. I would like you to break into the prison and extract Linda Taylor for my own personal uh, reasons. <laughs> uh. um, there's also a person in this prison that we would like you to kill. Hey, jailhouse snitch if you would named Jeff Anderson you're right the assassination sounds much more pleasant takes a big puff oh so Imogen you're one to take easy deals and just cop out the easy way instead of trying to prove yourself let me add something to help dead ass stare but doesn't just say anything else like while smoking <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me add something that may affect your decision. As these jobs go uh, ascend in difficulty, the pay scale is higher, naturally. The Zell's Jewelry Store, we expect it to have around 350k in its vault. The Mayor Assassination, we will pay you 650k from our own stock if you are able to complete this to be split among you not kicking up to me of course for this payout and then for the jail job i'll pay you 950k as i expect let's be honest here at least one or more of you may not come home but you know you've 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 signed on to this family you know the dangers we all we all face these kinds of difficulties every once in a while. So basically, higher risk, higher reward. Isn't that the way it always goes in life? Uh, you see, like, uh, Quinn, like, do quick mental math. So, the uh, jewelry store robbery, 60k each. Assassinate right. Mayor Valentine. Well, 300k, but 60k oh, each. Okay. Right? Alright, yeah. Yeah, just... I guess do it per person uh, or is it 30 300k however you want to split it up yeah oh, okay don't worry about like I mean in the fiction you would be kicking up to the mm, oh okay yeah, that's but, not including the kick up yeah okay but it's not it's not necessary to actually worry about it all right uh but like you see Quinn like kind of do the math like oh that's a it's a lot of money huh uh, if for the third uh, objective, say we uh, do one of the two, uh, will that affect our payout? Or 
I know Linda Taylor's the main objective. It sounds like, you know, if Jeff Anderson, uh, you know, is dead or not, it doesn't really matter. He's in prison, right? So. Oh, we'll we'll tack on more if you manage to eliminate Jeff Anderson. Oh, okay. So just base is nine nine hundred fifty k. Yeah. Huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Wow. That's a lot. A lot of money. Yeah, it is. I will not uh, ask you to choose right away. Call me when you've decided. Oh, uh, uh, we we don't have your number. Uh, it was John who called us. Uh, John Miller. Oh right. Should we call, should we call him or call John Miller? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you oh, go. Should, yeah. And then you like he'll like pull out his like flip phone and save. Or would it be not? It wouldn't be a flip phone. It'd be like one of those fucking. I don't yeah, know, there's I don't a, know like a, there's still like an early Motorola flip phone. Yeah. He, okay. He'll have, he'll pull out his Motorola and save John. Number. Well, All right. Take it, Puff. My vote's definitely on the assassination, but uh, I'll wait to hear what uh, this semblance of democracy has to say. I say prison. Oh, wow, that's... Ooh, uh, we have the skills within this group of people to pull it off. Uh, don't, don't you think we should uh, like you know start small and then work our way up? I feel like the prison is like, you know, putting all our eggs in one There's basket. There's no such thing as being safe in criminal business. Gold. Yeah. I, I guess. And what's a jewelry shop? To tripling our possible funds. There's a lot of money. Uh, Mine is either assassin or prison. Timber wants do the assassination and the robbery and get the get the money that we would get for the prison break all at once. I feel like there's the one thing that I think. Isn't I have a feeling once we once we hit if we hit the mayor, all the police will go to that area, leaving the jewelry store very vulnerable. And what officer is going to leave hunting down the killer of the mayor to come to a jewelry store robbery? Yes, but you have to realize that the planning of pulling off an assassination, getting away, and then also planning a jewelry heist. Like, I feel like that's way too much for one evening. If you're going to do multiple of these things, I think it needs to be very specifically planned out and there needs to be very specific times that we do all of these things. Because if I'm using my equipment, it takes time and planning to make sure I have the right tools on me and then I can be quick and efficient in all of the things that I'm doing. You know? Where's the mayor giving his speech? City Hall, right? Yeah. Like in front of the building. Uh, I say if we can pull off. Hmm. Because the only issue is I was thinking that we do the assassination and then the prison. But if the mayor's killed, there may be even more of a crackdown on the prison. But if we do the prison and then the mayor. And there's a possibility that he 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 makes that speech even more expeditedly, and they have even more of a crackdown on crime. I agree with your initial thought of let's uh, do one and then the other. There's no need to go for a hat trick here. Take out the mayor, and then in his wake, the police will be in a weakened state. And then we can go about whatever it is we want until order is restored. I th um, I also think that killing the mayor might initially bring some of the guards away from the prison, making it easier to break in and get a high money, high reward job done a lot easier with a lot less resistance from police and guards. Ooh, touche. I'm gonna look over at, uh, its name is Martin, right? Bossman Martin? Mark. Mark Martin. Mark Martin. Mark Martin. All right, and uh, how's about that other crew you're looking at, she laughs. 
we get a cut of their reward for making it easier for them. I think we're the crew. Yeah, you guys are the crew. <laughs> a question for uh, the GM. Would mm -hmm. I know who Linda Taylor is? You're not really sure. Okay. Yeah, well, this doesn't sound familiar to you. I like uh -huh. Linda Taylor. Weird. Uh, uh, uncle, um, Linda Taylor, you said she's important. Uh, I don't remember hearing about her. Uh, you know, my first year here, was she, is she being in prison for a while, or? Um, yeah, she's been there for about six months, unfortunately. Yeah, trumped uh, up charge, too. Gun charge. Hmm, gun charge, okay. Oh, that's not too serious, now is it? Yes, but it, well, yes and no. I mean, it's not murder in the first degree. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she, she might be in there for a couple of years. Do you know what cell block and what level of security she's being held under? Yes, um, it's pretty high security. I know she's in the West Wing, and her cell is W113. W113. Alright, um... And Jeff Anderson, where is he in relative to the prison? And On the east block. E-247. Okay. Um, great. I'll leave the planning up to your capable hands. Had to take over if the mayor should die. Who's set to take over? Oh, ah, uh, hmm. That's a good question. Would there not be an election? Could you not run? Oh, I like that idea. Because then <laughs> there's no chance that a hard crime agenda is put in place and I'm sure you can work with the feds. I mean if you if you're the mayor, the feds can't inherently be against you. Hmm. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely vote for you, uncle. I like That's your thinking idea. and your support. That's thinking two steps ahead. You must play chess. <laughs> Occasionally. I'm saying, especially with the political agenda in mind and the support of this lovely family, I say we go assassination. And then possibly work towards prison. A jewelry store is a jewelry store in the grand scheme of being able to run this town and getting our assets out of prison, don't you think? Think about all of the political and monetary power that we would have in the city and if you are the mayor then the jewelry store would have to listen to you regardless paying protection is one thing that they're not doing but I mean if yes. you're the mayor they can't say no well there's one thing that you're not taking into account the human element I'm a proud man no one should insult me and get away with it That's true, but no one should be putting your people in prison either. I can't argue with you there. Um. Yeah, uh, yes, similar to Shorty, uh, I'm leaning more towards attempting uh, to assassinate Mayor Valentine. There is uh, no attempting. There's only. Oh uh, yeah, yes. Uh, a, a, a there, is no <laughs> there is no try. There is no try. Only do or do not. <laughs> Let's not uh, try and back out. Let's do this. Um, Imogen, you seemed in favor originally. Has that changed? Not at all. Uh, angry hands. Uh, you haven't said much. Oh. I'm a little bit exhausted from the four oh. cigars at the <laughs> same <you> time. 
Uh, yeah. I do have to question uh, what uh, T- Talia had said about doing the prison first. There would probably be less guards and activity if we hadn't, if we don't do the assassination right away. But uh, I think we have her- to do it before the speech. Do we not? Is it not time sensitive? The the speech is tomorrow, so we have a day to plan. I mean, he'll be out in the open tomorrow. Probably the easiest target time. It's tomorrow at noon, by the way. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, we have the evening. Well, and, now uh, there's a ticking clock. I think our decision has been made. I do make a mean espresso, so... Staying up all night, planning. Uh, better yeah. than going back home. That sounds great. Uh, sounds good. We could go to... Uh, we can go to John's Burgers, uh, or somewhere on there, maybe? Uh, so just, like, meta-wise on the time frame, um, it's only, like, around dusk or yeah evening it, the sun just set so around like seven oh, okay. o'clock at the latest so you would if you wanted to go tonight to either do the jewelry store or the jail break-in you would be able to accomplish those things before the mayor gives a speech or you could assassinate the mayor at 12 and then do one of the other jobs after that I think think we have the time to be able to do the jail tonight and then be able to do the assassination. Let me finish. The assassination (laughs) tomorrow. What's the name of that kid from Malcolm in the Middle who couldn't... Oh, Stewie. Not Stewie. Uh, That's the kid. Stevie. Uh, Stevie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning to that. All right. Uh, so, so Mark says, again, I'll leave you to it. It's fine if you don't want to tell me right now. You just call John tomorrow or tonight, whatever you want to do. Um, so uh, do we do we leave now and, and get back to you? Uh, I'm kind of hungry. Anyone want to go to John's Burgers? I do know a guy at a John's Burgers that works there, and we might be able to get a free upgrade on our combos. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Mark, yeah, he kind of just nods, like, yeah, indicating, like, yeah, it's okay to go ahead and scoot. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we head to John's Brewers. A couple blocks down from here, looks like. All right, so uh, for those of you who go out the door, um, Okay, well, let's do this first. Um, when you're trying to leave, um, you open the you open the door and you start leaving, and then uh, John follows you into the alleyway and like shuts the door behind him. And it oh. seems like he's like watching you guys. Uh, you coming to John's Burgers with us, John? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds uh, appropriate. I just wanted to remind you all of something. And then you see him take out his uh, sidearm from from inside his jacket. And he starts kind of like casually holding it. And he's waiting for a reaction. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's a nice gun you have there. We think there's a fucking rat. Who knows anything? 
he starts kind of casually waving the gun like who knows who knows anything you see he's kind of like he looks like he's had a little bit too much to drink it's like staggering around uh, don't know, know anything who knows a guy <laughs> who might be able to help with the situation oh yeah who's that Philip the Narc. You might know him. He's on a. Hold on. <sighs> okay, he's on Fourth and Main. <laughs> I'll look into it. I think it's one of you five, if you ask me. Us five? Yeah. We just hired. Well then, I look over at like the compatriots. Looks like one of you is going to die. <laughs> Very proud of you to not think it's you, Imogen. I mean, I, mean, I don't think anyone's accidentally a narc. Quite right. And what oh. is this? Is this a bonus reward for uh, out and? Out in them and uh, taking care of the business. Yeah, I'll pay you. Hmm. Beautiful. You see him put his gun away, and then he uh, he opens up the back door with a key, and then closes the door, and it makes a metal clacking sound as the locks lock again. Oh, that was weird. I wouldn't think that someone would be against the family. You don't think that someone would be against the family? No, the Martin family is great. See how They're a crime family? syndicate. Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, definitely not opposed to it, but to think that no one's against the family is a bit ridiculous. Well, why would anyone be against the family and join the family? That sounds just silly. To get information? I guess. I mean, I'm 20 years old. I'm not any fucking cop, okay? So, one of you four... I mean, I don't think it's windy over there. No offense, <laughs> Jimmy. But I don't think that you have the lung capacity to be a cop. Um, <laughs> so that leaves three. He can't talk. Literally. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't think you'd be very useful to cops. <laughs> I'm not saying that we should start fights here. Maybe, maybe John's wrong about this one, but I'd watch your backs. I just know in my past, whenever someone starts addressing everybody, they're usually the one. So you're now sus suspect number one. Good. I'm <laughs> glad. What are you going to do about it, Jimmy? You think you're going to get into this prison without my tools not in god's name yeah jimmy what are you gonna do oh sorry i'm talking to the wrong person right <laughs> everyone's names are confusing okay luca luca, yeah. luca was saying that one <laughs> he has been quite quiet and he's a compulsive liar it could very much be jimmy. but you don't know that actually Oh, that's true. He's a liar. Well, he yeah. I may be actually like telling the truth on everything. We all know what his name is. Jimmy the, Jimmy the liar. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy the liar. Luca, Jimmy the liar. Send the greeno. I've won one time that we know of. <laughs> yeah, but it was the most obvious lie in the world. My name's Mike. What? <laughs> Okay. At the well, back of the sorry, what were you gonna say, Kai? Oh, I was just gonna say that Tolia would say that we're wasting time for planning, standing God. in an alley, fighting about an undercover cop that we're not sure exists and we don't know who it is. As soon as she says we're wasting time, you hear a a large amount of rustling and maybe some groaning and growling coming from um, the place where the alley ends. 
So you know, so picture like the alley come down, comes down. The uh, door is on the right side, and then at the the alley dead ends, and there's three walls around the back of it, and then the exit to the street, right? So okay. there's a bunch of like trash and crap just kind of laying in the dead end of the alley, and that's the direction you hear this weird like like wrestling and growling how about we uh take the front door uh uh yeah sure do you mean the front of the alley no the front door because the building right he left us in there or did he escort us out escorted he escorted you to the back alley oh my mistake my mistake ignore uh i think we should go uh guys Yep. Let's get the you, fuck out. You see somebody standing up. Uh, sorry, we don't have any money. Uh, and then, like, Quinn will just, like, keep walking towards the exit of the alleyway. Okay. For those of you who, are, who uh, remain, uh, who haven't started running yet, you see a strange man with tattered clothes, looking almost like a, a homeless man, but uh, he has... You notice his eyes are totally blacked out. Or Would I know him? White. No. Okay. Where there should be white, where there should be color and pupils and everything, uh, it's just totally black, as if he's wearing like, uh, you know, blackout contacts. And from his mouth, uh, you notice that there's this oily black substance that's just like oozing from his mouth. And he starts kind of staggering in your direction. And uh, he doesn't say anything. He's just kind of like... Rawr, rawr. <laughs> I say we leave. Yep, same. Like, well, not even I'm waiting. Just... Imogen, I think he's calling you. Get that out, out the alley. Yeah, yeah. L- Luca quick, quick toes it somehow. Open <laughs> right out of Nopesville and onward. Yeah. All right. Charlie is gonna like quickly backstep, like with her face still toward the thing, but like moving very quickly out of the alley. <laughs> um. So, uh, you guys are in Midtown. You're south of the main highway. The industrial belt is to your south and to the west. Uh, if you go east, you have the Bay Area. If you cross the highway, you can go downtown. Um, we could Agreed. say you can call a driver or take your own car. It's up to you. Can we go Definitely. talk to Phillips and Narc? <laughs> <laughs> See if he can help us with our situation. You say we his name about- is Philip Sanark? Philip the Narc? Oh, Philip the Narc. Good. Well, I have to get my... Tolly has to get her motorcycle. That's a block away. Okay. Page, my driver. Okay. And we're like 10 minutes to go. So do we want to like... Is this that natural break? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Gee, I didn't realize the time. I haven't even thought about what kind of vehicle he gets around on. All I've had is like a little scooter in my head, like the little like big people scooter. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you going to tell John that you're going to do? I say we do prison and then... Oh, yeah. I say we do prison and then we do assassination. I thought we were going to do assassination then prison. Imogen wants to do do the assassination tonight and then assassination tomorrow. Okay, yeah. But we do John's Burgers, then the jail, then assassination tomorrow at uh, Town Hall. And Philip the the Narc? Philip the Narc at some point between all that, if we run into 5th and Main at any point. We could also just page him or call him and have him meet us at the burger joint. He only has a beeper. (laughs) He only has a beeper. (laughs) Okay. So what was <laughs> prison uh, at night and then assassination tomorrow? Yeah. 
something to look forward to. And John's Burgers. And John's Burgers. <laughs> um, all right, so let's uh, go ahead and get those um, closing credits going. Alrighty. Ryan, what do you want to plug? Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Ryan. I play Quentin Gold Martin. Uh, and I will be streaming on Twitch in 2022 uh, at twitch.tv slash ball and rye. All right, Mike. All right, my name is Mike. I play Jimmy the Hand Jones, and I do not have any. You cut out right. after you said, yeah. uh, I do not have any. Now we're okay, all I don't have any plugs. waiting. <laughs> I don't have any plugs. Totes. I'm Chris. Uh, I was your GM. Uh, you can find me at Chris Gamble Photos on Instagram. Join our Ravens Realm Tabletop Discord. Like, subscribe, review us on every platform that you listen to this podcast on. Whatever you're listening to right now. We need it desperately. All right, uh, Justin. Okay, so I am releasing right now as we're talking uh, the We Are Goblins song onto my BandLab. So you Heck can yeah. check that out from the, the last episode of BandLab.com slash MixSushi3. And you can hear you can hear the song uh, We Are Goblins. And yeah, if you want to hear the other music of our show, the intro, the outro, and I think I did another song at some point. But yeah, it's all up there too on my bad lab so make sure to check that out nice Kai I am Kai I play Tolia de Natale or Shorty for short um, I don't have much social media or online presence but you can find me on Twitter at Kitchid with two D's that is K-I-C-H-I-D-D nice Brandon Hi, I'm Brandon Tomlinson, and uh, yeah, I'm at DBWT at the various socials. Uh, yeah. Bye. See you next week. Later, y'all. <laughs>